Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Inspiring you to bring God back into the conversation of the day. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I am Carmen LaBerge. Thank you again to all of you who participated this week in our Faith Radio Fall Share. If you missed your opportunity um, during, you know, sort of the official time we were doing it, you can always join us online at MyFaithRadio.com or you can always text the word GIVE to 877-933-2484. We'll bounce you back um, a link there where you can uh, become a part of the support system of this ministry and this ministry network. So there are lots of headlines that are going to um, come at you today, and I just want to remind you that uh, in response to every single one of them, we are going to apprehend the mind of Christ, and we're going to apply it to the headline news of the day. And then we're going to walk our faith out into the world that God so loves, and we're going to do so in ways that honor Jesus. That's who we are, it's what we do, and it's how we go about um, walking our faith into life. And so today, uh, let me just remind you, you are an ambassador of the king and the kingdom. Let me also remind you that God's got this. Whatever it is, whatever challenge you're facing today, whatever diagnosis, whatever um, knock at the door, whatever um, devastating, depressing, um, or even despairing reality, God is present. God loves you. And God is with you. There is nothing that you're going to face today that um, that's going to surprise God. But he wants you to know that he's present with you in it. I know that there are many people listening right now who are struggling. Um, life is hard. I get that. Relationships are hard. There's a lot of stress. Zoom does not always work. And um, I get that. I get that you are fatigued by how long um, the pandemic has gone on, and I know that you are, um, in some cases, despairing. And so let me remind you today that as Christians, we're people of hope. We stand on a solid rock, and his name is Jesus. We have been um, equipped in advance by God for every good work that he has prepared in advance for us to do today, which means everything that you need, God is willing to supply ready and able to do for you far more than you ordinarily dare to ask or imagine. So let me just encourage you with those words. Benjamin Watson, um, yeah, you know him. You've cheered for him from the sidelines. You've gone bananas for him as he's run around on the football field. Um, Now he is really applying the full force of his life to helping us understand and be equipped for the pro-life conversation in our country. He and his wife have a, a movie that has just come out and he is waiting right now to join the conversation. So next up, Benjamin Watson on Divided Hearts of America. We'll be right back.
All right, chances are you recognize the name Benjamin Watson, particularly if you are a football fan of any uh, of any stature whatsoever. He played for the New England Patriots, the Cleveland Browns, the New Orleans Saints, the Baltimore Ravens, um, again for the Saints and again for the Patriots. Um, he, and so Benjamin retired from football um, and really took up a mantle of leadership in the pro-life community as a powerful voice um, on this subject. And he and his wife have just, it just launched last night. It's a movie called Divided Hearts of America, and you can find it at SalemNow.com. Benjamin Watson, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. How you doing? Thanks I'm, for having me. I'm well. I'm well. It's wonderful to talk with you again. Your family has grown since last we spoke. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, we seem to have kids uh, very rapidly around here in this house. And uh, I think last time we spoke was about five or six years ago. I was releasing a book. Uh, since then, we I think we've had uh, a baby girl, sadly had two miscarriages and had twins. So mm-hmm. we've uh, had a lot going on in our house. So, Benjamin, um, first of all, congratulations and thank you for the vulnerability of sharing about the children who you have who are in heaven, because that's a part of this conversation. Those those are babies. They were conceived. They're now with the Lord. I feel like there's a reason that um, that the Watsons are concerned about uh, the pro-life movement in America and the conversation related to abortion. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned the, the miscarriages and what we found. You know, we had, we were married in 2005, so we've been married 15 years. We waited three years, and then we went kind of a two-minute drill and had four <laughs> kids in four and a half years. <laughs> and and then, you know, we, we had another, and we never experienced miscarriages. And so my wife loves even numbers. She thought we'd go for even number six after we had five. Um, and then we had the miscarriages, and, you know, the Lord really, I, I guess, through that experience, allowed us to witness the experience that other people have had with that. Um, There are so many women and men who are suffering in silence when it comes to miscarriages. And it's something that we in the church and just in society in general really don't know how to deal with. We don't know whether to, to mourn with them. We don't know whether to have a burial. We don't know whether to have a funeral. You know, it's just one of those things that so many people have dealt with. And you know, it, it emotionally, that never goes away. And my wife has really had an opportunity, I think, um, to to mourn with those who mourn when it comes to this issue. And and then, as I mentioned, we had we had the twins, and and seven is a number of completion, Carmen. So I think we, we are done. Um, but twelve, twelve is a good number. <laughs> it, it, it is, but you know, twelve tribes. You know, of course. But um, I think we're going to be good at seven. So when it comes to the life issue, of course, you know, this is very important that we. Um, that we that we defend and honor life in all of the stages, whether that's conception, whether that's um, middle age, whether that's the elderly, whether that's those who have gone on to be with the Lord. You have a um, a very robust and um, and holistic view of life and the pro life conversation, and I really appreciate that. Talk with us about this project. You you sat down with more than thirty experts in various fields um, a- across the entire spectrum of ideological and political um, opinions related to the issue of life, um, uh, specifically on the abortion front. Talk with us a little bit about this project. Yeah. So so. You know, it, it, it was I never set out to do a documentary on abortion. You know, if you would ask me what's going to be your first film, I wasn't going to say a documentary on abortion. Um, <laughs> but a couple of years ago, um, New York passed the Reproductive Health Act. 
Um, you saw where Georgia and states like Alabama passed the heartbeat bills. You saw Illinois pass more liberal bills. And there seemed to be this ramping up um, for some sort of uh, case or uh, on both sides of the aisle um, when it comes to this issue. And uh, my wife and I have been involved before with pregnancy centers. We purchase ultrasound machines for a few different uh, centers and, and just try to support life in any way that, that we could. But I felt a burden, I think, to do something more. And um, the way the Lord would have it, I was uh, approached by um, our, our producer and, and two other people that are involved with the film and uh, asked if I wanted to be a part of a documentary about abortion. They didn't think I'd say yes for whatever reason. And I said, of course, I've been waiting for you to ask me this because God put something on my heart. And so, yes, I traveled to New York, to Chicago, to New Orleans, um, to Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill, spoke with politicians, both red and blue. Uh, talk to people that were pro-life and pro-choice, people in academia, people in medicine, uh, people in the faith community, um, just to understand we are divided on this issue. That's why the name of the movie is Divided Hearts of America. But why are we divided? What are the, what are the complexities? How do we get here? Where are we going? What happens if we don't change course? That's what I set out to find out in the movie. So you met some very interesting people. You had some very provocative conversations. Um, one of the questions that you just set right out there to people is when does a person begin to have rights? When when does a person have rights? And the inter- the, the answer to that question says a lot about the person who is answering the question in terms of their view um, of when life begins, the definition of a person, I mean, these are these are deep and complex worldview conversations that are really at the heart of the division. They are. And, you know, I, I think that for me, sitting there listening to the answers um, is very telling. But you also see that, you know, for many, this is a not necessarily a political, but a legal term. Um, personhood is a legal term. And, and that's how we identify rights in our country through legality. Um, we look throughout our history when certain groups of people have not had rights. Um, we would look back and say, well, definitely those people were people. Uh, but in our government system, you're not really a person until you have personhood, meaning you have the legal rights for your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to be preserved. And, and for different people, that varies. And clearly right now in the United States of America, um, the, the unborn child is, is not a person, therefore does not have certain rights. Um, I shudder to think what may happen at a time when uh, people of certain ages aren't people or people with certain disabilities aren't people. Um, we've already seen in our country where people from um, African descent were not considered to be people and what that allows you to do to those people that aren't really people. Um, and, and so, you know, I also saw how even those who even those who may say that, you know, the unborn fetus is not a person, personally, they may feel different. And so that's, that's why I point to the complexities and the, and the irony and the struggle that many people have with this issue, um, because they may feel personally one way, but may not feel it's best for whatever reason for a society or for a mother to prohibit them from going through with this action. Okay, well, I... I... I don't even want to say why that is, and that it's because I, the person 
might feel like it's okay for them to have a baby, but I don't want that other person to have a baby because that's a baby that I'm going to have to participate in taking care of, um, you know, is as a part of the culture. And so that gets us, Benjamin, um, really quickly to the racial component of this conversation. And so when we come back, I'm going to ask Benjamin Watson to tell us what he learned about race and abortion and the conversation that we're having in America right now. More with Benjamin Watson up next. We need a strong God. Yeah. We need the real God. The God with the resurrection power from the grave. Continuing my conversation with Super Bowl champion Benjamin Watson, who uh, is also a dad and a husband and a brother in Christ, um, and really at the forefront of the pro-life conversation in America today. So, Benjamin, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's just a real delight to talk with you. Um, this is not just a red-blue conversation. This is also a black-brown-white conversation. What did you learn in the process of, uh, of this project, divided, in, divided Hearts of America? What did you learn about the racial components of abortion? Well, there was no way that we could have a journey, take a journey about the topic of abortion without addressing the disparities when it comes to abortions rates and statistics in the African-American community um, compared to other communities, but most importantly compared, obviously, to uh, the majority or the white community. Um, African-Americans make up a larger percentage um, compared to their population when it comes to uh, abortion rates. And and that stat gets, thro- gets thrown out a lot. But I wanted to know why. I think that one of the most important questions we can always ask whenever we enter into these types of conversations is why. Um, and then through through speaking to people, through doing research, you know, obviously we talk about Margaret Singer, we talk about um, eugenics and um, the the perfecting of of racial lines, um, not only when it comes to uh, different quote unquote races, but when it comes to people with disabilities, people who are unable, whether that be mental or physical disabilities. You know, eugenics is that purification process that we learn about when it comes to Germany or even, you know, obviously with, with Sanger and um, the origins of, of abortion and Planned Parenthood. And so we know all of those things. And so we know that there is a racial component, but also we think about what are, what are the issues in the present? Because it's one thing to throw a stat out there. It's another thing to say, okay, why are these happening? And whenever there is a negative outcome, which I believe abortion is, it affects the black community exponentially compared to a white counterparts. And whether that's the pandemic and we're talking about employment, whether that is um, any sort of financial crisis like we had in 2008, studies show that those things affect the black community more. And what I found was that you cannot decouple um, larger rates of unemployment historically, um, larger rates of a, a, a 10 to one wealth gap historically, um, all those things play into why many black women are fed abortion as a means of birth control or a means of taking care of a pregnancy, even when you talk about incarceration. And we know that black men receive longer sentences than white men for the same crime. So we know that they're being removed from their communities at an inordinate amount. All those things play into these rates. And so, you know, looking at this, the problem seems so big, but it's important that we're able to realize. And I learned so much just simply going to different neighborhoods, talking to different people about these issues, um, and seeing that at its, at our core, black and white Americans feel about the same way, especially when it comes to the religious side, about 
the, the pro-life or the protection of life um, of their unborn children. But there seems to be other factors, whether that's targeting or whether that is uh, economic factors that seem to affect the black community at a greater rate than it does the white community. I think there's no question about it, and I think you deal with it beautifully um, in the film. This is a this is a film that is for every person who wants to better understand um, the the complexities and the nuances of the pro life conversation in America today. Um, you will learn um, you will learn across the ideological spectrum. If you feel like you are about as far to the right or as far to the left mm-hmm. on this topic as possible, let me tell you, there's probably somebody further to the right or further to the left, and you're going to meet them. <laughs> um, the whole spectrum is represented. One of uh, my just favorite people, just favorite people, is Tim Scott. And mm-hmm. he, he's one of the people, uh, he, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, uh, with whom you get to speak um, in, in this film. Tell me who among all of the people you talked with maybe surprised you the most. Well, I love, I love Tim Scott, too. You know, I, I went to high school in South Carolina. And so um, I call him my senator. And whenever I go to Washington, I always go by and visit him. I, I, lived, him. In, I is... lived in South Carolina long enough oh, yeah. that I call him my senator, too. So there you go. <laughs> You know, he is a man that um, is so encouraging. Um, uh, on a side note, I talk to him on the phone sometimes. And you talk about a man that is grounded in his faith. And his faith informs his policy. His faith informs how he treats people and talks to people. And how he takes time to encourage somebody like me. Um, you know, he, I consider him a great friend. So I had to speak with him. Um, I would say another person um, that was really fascinating was a guy named Stephen Jacobs. And Stephen Jacobs uh, lived in Chicago. He was doing his um, his thesis statement or his you know his, his final uh, work at University of Chicago, and he decided to do it about about abortion and about when does a person become a person. And I found I literally found Stephen Carmen. Uh, we were in Chicago, and I'm thinking I gotta interview somebody here. Who am I gonna? And I just start looking on the internet, abortion in Chicago. People that talk about abortion, I just start typing things into Google, and his name comes up. And this guy is head of Chicago Right to Life, Illinois Right to Life. I'm sorry. And young guy, but fascinating. And he talks about just he interviewed like 500 biologists, uh, people who should be able to tell him when life began. And overwhelmingly, they said at conception. And when his university found out what he was doing, they ended his, ended his studies. They, 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 they tried to kick him out of the university. They tried to um, snuff out all of his findings because so much of this debate hinges on personhood, as we said before. Um, so he, he was one that I, that was a surprise to me. I, did, I didn't know him before in the film. I had no idea about him. And, and, and the Lord literally connected us um, for this time, for this documentary. The, the documentary is Divided Hearts of America. It just posted yesterday. So you can watch it for a limited time at Salem Now, N-O-W, Salem Now. Dot com. Um, also want to give a shout out to uh, Benjamin and Kirsten's foundation, which is the One More Foundation. You can check that out as well. Benjamin Watson, thank you so very much um, for who you are, how you're going about living your life, your precious family, um, and for this important work um, on behalf of the unborn. Thank you so much for joining us today, Benjamin. Thank you so much, Carmen. God bless. God Appreciate bless. It. Give give Tim Scott my greetings. I just, I love him. <laughs> I will. Okay. I will do Thank so. you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll be right back.
Paul's pointing at me. Um, well, you're supposed to I talk know. in this, this segment. This is when I'm supposed to why. talk. Yeah. What am I supposed to be talking about? Uh, well, did you know? Do you ever reach that point in a week, in a work week, when you're like, um, it's it's been kind of a long work week, and yeah, and I'm and I kind of have our time tracking what I'm supposed to be doing in a given moment. Yeah. Well, do you ever do that? Oh, all the time. Really? Especially by Friday. Yeah. I never feel like you have that experience, so I'm glad to know. <laughs> Paul is uh, always right on top of it. I'm Carmen uh-uh. LaBerge. This is Mornings with Carmen. Um, we really had a fun time this week in Fall Share. I, that sounds probably really strange to you. Um, I was on air a lot this week, not just in our morning hours from 6 to 8, um, but throughout the day so that we could have an opportunity to communicate with listeners at all hours of the day, um, inviting people into the ministry. And so um, when we come back, I'm going to be joined by network manager Neil Stavum and our development director, Carter Dreblow, just so we can say thank you um, for everyone's participation in Fall Share. So we're going to do a little Fall Share recap. We're also going to talk about the future of Faith Radio, which, by the way, isn't just radio anymore. We'll be right back. This is Max Lucado. My book, You Are Never Alone. As a child of the quarantine, I completed it during the days of the coronavirus. COVID-19 was unknown to most, but that's all changed. This crisis exacerbated an already rampant epidemic of isolation and depression. One study found that loneliness is as dangerous to one's health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It can lead to dementia or Alzheimer's, heart disease, a weakened immune system, and a shorter lifespan. Administrators of one of the largest hospitals in America cite loneliness as a major reason for overcrowded emergency rooms. Patients want to know that someone cares, don't we all? The Apostle John wanted us to know that someone cares. He wanted us to believe, to set our weight fully upon the strength of his loving God. Remember, friends, you are never alone. There's always a reason to always choose joy. Paul Perot, I love that music. I love it, too. What is that, man? That's Smile by uh, Sidewalk Prophets. Okay, keep that in our, like, it is. frequent been, rotation. It is. I don't hear that one enough. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of you who participated in Fall Share. Joining me in the studio right now, Neil Stavum and Carter Drevlo. Um, how about you guys tell people what you do, because I do think that that would be helpful <laughs> for people to understand, um, as opposed to me just saying, hey, you know, Neil's our boss, as that seems, That's, you know. I, I think that may have been code for Carmen says, you know, what does he do all day? <laughs> so, I, mean, do? Just, I see him sitting in his office and looking out well, over the parking, parking lot. lot monitor parking, becomes part parking of lot it. monitor is pretty much the main <laughs> objective of, of my day. He and manages man. the whole network. That's true. Okay, yes, so, so, but see, now when we say that, there are going to be some people who think that's a technological job because a network, a network manager in some companies is a is an IT person. That's not really you. You're just no, it. That, <laughs> you're just like you are more the like IT tag. You're it kind of yes, kind of yeah. IT person. I've I've always said that you know I go to meetings so other people can work. I mean that's kind of one of my assignments, <laughs> and uh, and I do that joyfully. So you know I I lead the team here at Faith Radio, and you know Carter and Paul and you and Susie and Bill and. 
And, you know, I mean, Kim and Carissa. And I, I can, People have just started so. praying for you when you when you just <laughs> described. Right. Because it's that's a challenge. That's a challenge. Yeah. You're you are the person here as the network manager who works with the various managers of all of the stations across the country. You work yeah. with everybody here in the building um, on the campus yeah. of the University of Northwestern St. Paul that's related to the talk side of um, of the ministry. Herding cats is uh, <laughs> one of the I know, except that I am not a cat. Well, I, I understand and that. So yeah. I'm going to just resist that. I, uh, <laughs> so we had we had managers <laughs> meetings uh, just last week uh, so all of the, the northwestern media has a music division and then the faith radio is the talk division and so i got together with all the other uh, the music managers and so and i it was my one of my privileges to lead the devotions one day and i talked about you know leading thoroughbreds and running with the horses so that's what i do and we've got we've got thoroughbreds here at faith radio unlike anything i've ever experienced truly in the last uh, in my 44 years here uh, to have have the kind of well, I mean, you consider you know our our morning show host, you know, has uh, was leading a national reconciliation uh, church renewal ministry as an author. Our you know our afternoon host has written sixteen books uh, or you know, seventeen, seventeen maybe. now, yeah. yeah. So and and and, and, and Bill, you know, uh, you know, traveled the country, uh, emceeing, emceeing uh, Christian events, and then the, you know was part of a. Uh, a stage play that was seen by two million people, and you know when I came to Faith Radio, uh, I was a, a school bus driver and taught driver's ed, and my experience was working at a part time at a thousand watt country radio station. So it's perfect. It's it a is. perfect relationship. It is. Yes. Yeah. So okay, you so have, I've got thoroughbreds, and you yeah. have um, you have some notes there in front of you. So I let's did. just keep trucking with okay. you, and then we'll get to Carter in a okay. minute. All right. Well, I just you know it was a. It was a profound week. I mean, it was an amazing week. These last four days, uh, I'm I'm not a uh, I, I don't have the faith of Carmen and Susie and Bill. I can tell you that. I mean, I it, but to see you know where we are at uh, seven hundred seventy nine thousand to be at this point, you know, in our journey, it just it was totally unexpected, and just the, the way the listeners responded. I thought, well, there's several things they did. I've been reading book uh, and using. The word the instead to say instead is a gospel word mm. because you can choose you know joy over sorrow you can you know those kinds of things well our listeners chose activity over intention you know mm. the the smallest deed is better than the grandest intention right they chose activity over intention instead of focusing on mortality which is what uh, the major news media is all focused about right as important as that is our listeners focused on brevity that life is short, eternity is long, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. Uh, they chose fellowship and unity over uh, isolation and distancing, as important as isolation and distancing are. Uh, our listeners said, you know, we're going to get together, we're going to be part of a team, we're going to be united in the, uh, in the bond of Christ and the pursuit of uh, sharing the gospel. And uh, rather than sort of a, a camping on unprecedented, which is a word that you know, we just don't really need to hear anymore. Um, <laughs> they chose assurance. And I thought about that verse, you know, 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And, you know, we had hundreds of partners that, that came alongside us over the last four days and said, we're in, we're with you. And, I, we, you know, we talked about, Inviting people that have never given to uh, to put their toe in the water, and I mean, we we had a lot of cannonballs 
this week. People weren't just putting toes in the water. They were jumping all in. So it was it was a great week. It was so much fun. Such a great time. We're doing a little recap this morning here at the end of Mornings with Carmen, sharing with you um, some of the outcomes and results and stories from our fall share. We heard from almost a thousand people yeah. this week. Um, we've heard from a total of 2,055 friends across the country and around the world who are actively supporting the ministry um, and to the tune of nearly $800,000, which is yeah. halfway to our like whole annual budget. Yeah, the, it's, the it's extraordinary. Need, yeah. It's just extraordinary. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to um, talk now with Carter Drublow. What is your, do you have a, like, I call you like our development guy. That's probably not what it says on your that's business card. Probably the best explanation. My my exact title. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Director of Media Advancement. Dun, oh, that's dun, good. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we needed some symbol clash or something like that. Yeah, that's good. Media advancement, advancing the media ministry. I love that. Yeah. But what it really means is I get the privilege of being in front of all of our donors. I get to communicate with them. I get to have great conversations. I get to have cups of coffee and breakfast and uh really have the privilege of developing those relationships, which to me is just extraordinary. Did you get a bag of rhubarb yesterday? Because I did. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some gratitude flowing in the community. In sure. the, yeah, so, yeah. so you, so you may owe, have friends, Carter, but you don't have uh, all the friends. You, you don't, don't have, have rhubarb friends. You don't friends. have suppliers. <laughs> you know what you I was thinking? You friends, but I got suppliers. <laughs> what I was thinking, though, this week, I was so privileged because look what happened. Yesterday... I got on Susie Larson's show. So much fun. This morning, I'm oh, on Carmen's show. I see. And uh, that's kind of... You're welcome any time. I'm ticking off my bucket list here. <laughs> this, has been, this has been really good. <laughs> it really has been such a fun week. We're going um, to return to this conversation in just a moment. I want to say thank you to the people who actually went ahead and checked in this morning with online gifts at MyFaithRadio.com. A friend in Golden Valley, a friend in St. Paul, and a friend in Mount Horeb said, you know what, Mount Horeb, Wisconsin, said, I didn't actually um, have the opportunity earlier in this week to participate in Fall Share, but but I'm in. I'm all in. So thank you to friends checking in online today. You can actually do it. It's an, it's an ongoing opportunity. You can check in online at MyFaithRadio.com and give a gift there, um, or you can always text the word GIVE to 877-933-248. We're going to return to this conversation in just a moment. I'm Carmen LaBurge, host of Mornings with Carmen in studio with my producer, Paul Perot. Good morning. Good morning, sir. And our network director, Neil Stavum. Good, Good morning, morning, sir. And our director of development or media advancement, Carter Drevlo. Good, Good morning, morning, sir. Good morning. So, Carter, tell us, um, tell us some stories. I... Um, I will just go ahead and confess it's really fun to do an hour of share when there is a matching gift. Can you talk about what happened this week in in relationship to matching gifts? Because that was really fun. Yeah, you know, I always try to uh, very prayerfully establish a goal. And uh, I was thinking, you know, we, we, we need to have a pretty aggressive goal. But unfortunately, we started the week with um, about $18,000. Uh, our listeners had called in and they said, you know, we'll do these as a matching gift. And, boy, I thought, you know, if we could get to thirty-five, maybe $40,000 total, which is the match plus what it generates, I thought that would be pretty good. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how 
Often in our lives, when we're going down the road in this faith journey, God gives us the privilege of looking in the rearview mirror, right? We don't necessarily see what's going on right now, and he certainly doesn't give us the ability to look through the veil, which is the future, but it's oftentimes in the rearview mirror. Well, today... At the end of this week, we were able to see God in real time, which it, it's just unbelievable. It was so exciting because we ended this week with over almost about 40,000 in the match uh, commitments, which translated after, the, um, uh, after the, the funds were generated into $133,000. That's just crazy. Now, did God and, have his hand in that or yeah, not? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that is, as you say, that's like seeing God move in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I was actually on air at one point and we were doing uh, a $5,000 match, inviting people into that. And in the middle of it, you took a call. Yes. I <laughs> and got a somebody call. said, what? And this gentleman said, I want to match the match. So what happened then? Well, you know, I tend to get a little excited about that. So a little? I didn't care. I burst into the broadcast booth to say, hey, we've got a match to match. So we ended up with a $10,000 match. And actually that match, that hour generated uh, almost $32,000. So what we want to, the reason that we're sharing all this with you is there, there are some times that I think it's a mystery to people how it all happens. Um, uh, you know, the technology of radio and streaming audio and podcasting is a bit of a mystery to some people. Um, how this all works when Carmen's in Nashville and everybody else is, uh, is in the Twin Cities and our guests are all over the place and Paul's connecting with them through Skype or whatever. Some of that's a mystery. Um, but also the day to day, uh, financial workings of a media ministry are a mystery to a lot of people. So we wanted to um, remove a little bit of that mystery today, tell you, um, you know, sort of how this week came came to be. It came to be because people just like you, listeners just like you said, hey, I want to be a part of the, the financial support system of this ministry. I'm blessed. I want to be a part of the blessing going um, further to others. I want to be a part, part not just of the past, but of the future of the ministry. And so, um, Carter, let me ask you one more question before we jump over to Neil. Let's just say that there's somebody listening right now and it's like, you know what? I would have put up matching money if I had known how to do it. Right. Like I would have... You know, I want to give a $5,000 gift, but I'd really like to put that out there as a challenge to other people. Can I still do that this year? Absolutely. We have a couple of days in December, and uh, we'll be talking to our listeners uh, there to continue the fundraising process. It's a real simple process. In fact, all that has to happen is they can contact me at at carter at myfaithradio.com, let me know that they're interested in doing a match. They don't send their money to us right away because legally we can't accept money uh, when we're engaged in a match. And what happens is um, we'll pick an hour, we'll post that match, we'll tell hosts like you and Susie and Bill that we've got a match, and then uh, that brings a level of excitement where we generate the revenue from that match after it's done, I get back in touch with the uh, uh, with the donor and tell them what the results were, and then they can give their match money. What happens is, is let's say somebody comes in with a $5,000 match. If for some reason, it's not happened yet, but if for some reason we didn't make the match, they're only obligated for the portion that we made. So if, if, if we generated funds up to, let's say, $4,000 instead of the five. They're only obligated for the 4000 unless they want to give the entire amount. So if somebody wanted to do something really crazy, like, you know, a forty or $50,000 match, um, 
over the course of the couple of days that we're going to be engaged in uh, in finishing up share in mm-hmm. December, like somebody could do that, and they're only obligated then to give whatever it is that we actually generate in gifts from people who want to match the gift. Exactly. I mean, so anyway, I think that's just helpful for people to know. There's just a lot of people who don't know how all of that works. They wonder if it's really a match or if we're just sort of, you know, making stuff up. No, no, it's real, and that's yeah. how it works. All right, Neil, stave them. Um, you have been over there jotting things down, <laughs> which leads me to believe you have some things to say. Well, I, you know, because... Uh, People well, love to hear you talk, by the way. They still miss you really? on air. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'd said that I need to come up with a poem, so I just didn't you know. I'm working on that. That was... Uh, Haiku, I, I, I had, poem, I had anything. four points, yeah, so... Uh, no, I, you know what, you, when I came in, you said, well, we want to talk about the future of faith radio. I thought, wow, I just, you know, I'm kind of just still basking in the past here, the past four days. But uh, I can, I can tell, you know, our mission has stayed the same here for now 71 years, you know, to lead people to Christ, introduce people into a living relationship with Jesus, and then nurture believers in their faith. And that's at the heart of this mission. And so many of you, you know, hundreds joined in just this last few days. Say, so, yeah, we're we're with you on that mission. We are all about that. And that will, if I could sum it up, where we want to go in the future, uh, we want to reach as many people as possible, as soon as possible, as effectively as possible. And you know what that means? Well, you know, it, Faith Radio is not just a radio station or a group of stations anymore. It's a it's a media ministry, and our digital platform is growing in many ways, outpacing uh, what's happening uh, through the airwaves. And so we've got, in fact, just uh, we've been in development this summer with the new Faith Radio app which will be much more robust. I mean, there's we've got uh, our friend Jim in Simsbury. Yeah, Jim in Simsbury, is, 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 uh, the new is, app is, is, is on, on its way, Jim. Yes, it's yes, yes, on yes. its way, Jim. Be yes, patient. It, and it, it drops me a note once in a while. Will it do this? Will it do this? It's, yeah, we're working on that. Yes. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a much more robust and, and user-friendly and, you know, be the kind of resource that you'll be able to just uh, invite others to be involved in. So that, uh, there's, in fact, we are uh, across the Northwestern Media Network developing a director of podcasts. Uh, we're just looking at that has just grown substantially, and and there's uh, untapped opportunity there as well. So we're we're looking at how do we effectively reach people for for the introduce them to Jesus, and that's really what has been at the heart of the ministry, you know, since Billy Graham was the first voice on the air and his passion for sharing Christ whenever, wherever, however, uh, that's, that still resonates with us. I'm sure there's people that are going to want to know, can I listen to Carmen at like double speed? Uh, it's not. It's not recommended. I know. It's, it's, it's a, I you know, there's get... a warning sign. You don't operate heavy equipment. Uh, and there's a health warning. Yes, I never actually get anybody saying, "I wish you would talk a little bit faster." Yes, like, uh, I know. So yes, I've heard from those of you who think I should talk slower. There you go. All right. So you've been heard. I did. Uh, I, th- I did think the other day. I thought, I wonder if Carmen could actually punch in the phone the numbers in the phone as fast as she was saying the number. I thought if she had her phone out, she was saying, you know, call. Eight seven seven nine three three four. I bet I bet she could have an arthritic finger if she tried to do that. It's it's times. a question of whether or not Siri can hear that fast. <laughs> eight seven seven. Don't you love Carmen's excitement? Three, I mean, uh, two, you want you want to wake you want to wake up in the morning being excited, and uh, Carmen does that for me and thousands of listeners. So bless you. We love you. Hey, we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much as always for joining us on Mornings with Carmen. Thank you for those of you, um, every single one of you, who is a part of the Faith Radio family. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a missionary of the ministry. Thank you for sharing myfaithradio.com with others. Thank you for inviting other people to download the Faith Radio app. 
Thank you for sharing podcasts. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who have come alongside us to financially support the ministry during this year's fall share. We can't say thank you enough, but we're going to keep saying it anyway. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. If you guys want to reach out to Carter, he is Carter at MyFaithRadio.com. Carter Drebler, Neil Stavum, thank you so much for being with us. We'll be right back. few seconds left today, so I'm just going to say it again. Thank you. Um, Let us be people who are grateful to God today. Let us celebrate that this is the day the Lord has made, and let us go out there and give him the glory due his name in it. I'm Carmen LeBurge. You've been listening to Mornings with Carmen. Have a great weekend, and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.